Good evening or morning or afternoon to you. Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi. I'm here with my two brothers, Arjuna and Krishna. Today, we're talking a little literature with Star Wars Light of the Jedi, a brand new novel set in the High Republic period. Also, the DCEU continues to entertain us with its off-screen shenanigans because its on-screen products leaves much to be desired. But first, what is up besides this guy? Nice. Thank you. you know, you didn't bungle um, the uh, the little literature part. I put that in there just to trip you up, and you actually handled that fairly well. Thank little you. Little literature. Wow. Like a really hard, like, alliteration. Question. You try to trip up our host? Yeah, I do it's all the time. a little fucked up. Wow. That's... Wait, why? Uh, question on the title of the book that you referenced. Is it Star Wars Light of the Jedi, or is it Star Wars High Republic Light of the Jedi? That's actually a fantastic I it question. Is, I believe it is Star Wars Light of the Jedi, and but High Republic. If you look at the actual cover of the book, High Republic's at the top because they they're really trying to brand it as like these are the High Republic stories. They're really mm. going all out on this like High Republic literature multiverse type of thing. Yeah. Spe- speaking like well, we're, I mean, we definitely should kick things off with that. Um, but before we get into that, there's a, an, an added piece in here in our outline called "What's Cooking You Filthy F Words." Uh, what is it's that in reference fucks. to? Can we swear on this podcast? <laughs> uh, I hope so. We've, We've been, been doing, doing it for 20 episodes. Yeah. Oh, boy. But anyway, what's cooking, you filthy fucks? Uh, not much. Uh, it, says spent, that, it says that Christian has something to talk about. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, protect your accounts oh. and change your passwords often. Because I spent two hours this morning uh, chatting with a PlayStation because somebody got into my account, changed my pass, uh, changed my email, and then charged my account two hundred and fifty dollars, or put two hundred and fifty dollars in my wallet. And now, after I resolved all that, they decided that further investigation was needed and have temporarily banned my account, or For temporarily suspended it. So I can't even play my PlayStation Five right now. Wait, you can't even without an account, without an online account, you still can't play your games locally. Correct. Are you sure? That is the way that is the way uh it, uh PlayStation 5 is set up where you need an online first of all you need an online connection at least in the 5 minutes that I was trying to you know play something and you need to be connected to your PlayStation uh network ID. That doesn't seem right. I know. Yeah. But I try to play Skyrim which is a local, single player as single player as you get. Yep. And you should not need to use Wait, have you, that online. Did you have a disc or nope. is this it, is a, a purely online? Oh yeah, because it's a digital copy. Yeah, yeah, that part makes sense. Well, that's all of my games are digital except for Miles Morales. Yeah, that's Unless, why. That's how most people play their games today. I don't know if you knew that. Well, I'm not most people. I know. Look behind, like real quick. I mean, obviously, for listeners of the podcast, you can't see this, but behind us on our set here is a gigantic. Um, case thing that is, is filled with uh, blue little plastic uh, boxes. We, we call them um, Blu-ray discs or holding or, them in and, my hand and, and, uh, and cases and there's hundreds, thousands maybe. Uh, and they're <laughs> all not, owned by thousands. our Arjuna. <laughs> thousands. I think it's 10,000. Thousands. When you know, someone steals my identity, I'm not fucked. That's true, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're right, technically. I can go back and I can play Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Why would you want to do that? The game was so stupid. What? The game was actually addictive. It was a but great game. People were obsessed with it. Like I remember going to Walmart and playing that game in the uh, the video game section. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember like every Sunday when we first moved to New Hampshire, we would go to the mall 
like yeah why would stuff. we do that because mom and dad were like getting stuff for the house like they were getting like a washer and a dryer mm-hmm. and then like beds and all that type of stuff and us being you know <laughs> children were like oh, this is boring <laughs> and so we would always like find the uh you know this is back in the day i don't feel like they don't have these anymore but they're just like the malls? video game setups oh. in the malls yeah like at the walmarts and the target all the different all the different department stores had it and we would just go there and and spend the whole time We've aged ourselves so much that our one of our our, our viewers here said, "Okay, boomer." <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. I mean, the way Come our two acts sometimes, I do wonder. If he was born a boomer. Let's Real be back in my day, I think he's got that Benjamin Buttons thing like one hundred percent. So you're saying I look younger? Thank yes. you. Yes, you're like a fine wine. I don't know. <laughs> a fine wine. Anyway, speaking of things that have aged well as time has gone on, Star Wars. Has it, though? I I don't know. Ask me on my deathbed. That's really the only time I can give a a logical answer to that because so much more time would have passed. It's true. So much more content would have come out. More content doesn't necessarily mean good content. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. But uh, I've uh, I've actually uh, decided to, to pick up a book. Yeah, it's weird. And I've been reading First time it. in 20 years? 30 years? Ever? 40 20, years. 25 years, I would say. <laughs> was the last book you read Lord of the Rings when you were seven? No. What was the last book I read? Like novel, not graphic novel. No pictures allowed. No pictures. I honestly can't remember. Wow. I think it was something in college. So at least 10 Makes years. Wait, you read in college? Had to. I'm surprised. Yeah, I didn't really use Spark Notes all that much in in college but anyway the uh, star wars high republic book uh light of the jedi i ran through i think i'm on like chapter 10 nice wow um wow Your it's actually it's this. a very easy read which is great i'm excited to read it um in a day the you probably honestly you probably could you that, I, I know, could I know. definitely read this in a day so far great detail attention to detail in terms of the characters that we're being introduced to um i think this i don't believe this is a spoiler um, being that the book is called Light of the Jedi, um, but this is focusing a lot on Jedi. What? Wait, you just ruined the whole story. Yeah, dude, I thought this was about the Mando. Fucking surprise. <laughs> and let me ask you this question. I because the, light. the next thing I'm about to say might be a spoiler, mm. but then again, it's introduced in the first, I think, by chapter six or seven. It's just simply one line. Sure. And a lot of the promotional, actually... Yeah, even the trailer that was dropped on launch day for this showed this character. So I'm just going to say it. It's not really a spoiler because it's in a trailer. It's in the trailer, yeah. yeah. I know who so you're Yoda, Yoda, Yoda is referenced in the initial trailer, and then in the book, he is referenced as well. Uh, yeah, how and do you he, know it's not Grogu? But this is the because they uh, they reference it at, uh, him as Master Yoda. Maybe it's a trick. So he's a master. Maybe so this he's is a master. In the future. He's a master at this point. He's on the council. Um, that, well, actually, don't that, say anything. That part wasn't made clear from what I, I've read so far. All right. Um, but what's interesting, he is a, a Jedi master. Um, I believe this period that we're in, the High Republic period, is roughly 200 years before oh. events of like um, Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Oh, okay. The I was, I was picturing 600 years for some reason. Never made. Uh, well, if, if it was 600 years, I don't think he would have made, he would have gone to the point of Jedi master, probably like Jedi Knight or mm. potentially a Padawan because we know his species age... Slow. Differently slow. Like I think around age 300, he's probably like a teenager, maybe young adult. Yeah. Well, 50, you're depending, still on baby, how, right? depending on how Grogu's going. Yeah. yeah. 50, 50 years old, he's still a, a, a hideous baby. 
Um, but yeah, the, the, the first, the chapters I've read so far, it's around, uh, you know, an event that is occurring. Um, and it, it, you're following a bunch of different individuals, different groups. They're all Jedi based. Um, and the one thing that is interesting, I will say is, you know, this is the way that this has been, um, presented, especially like in the trailers, the high Republic, this is the peak of the Republic. It doesn't get any better than this. As we know, 200 years later, yeah, he gets fucking wiped out. We could probably assume what's going to be uh, introduced in this period is going to be what leads eventually to the downfall, right? Potentially, the potentially I have a theory, and I'll, I'll jump into this theory in a second. Um, but the piece that is interesting about this being the the the, the peak of the higher uh, peak of the Republic is that a lot of the individuals, when they want a group of people to do something, they and whatever they they they'll say like hey we all need to work together because we are all the republic yeah. and then everyone will say we are the republic so it's very kind of culty is it like uh, it's pre like may the force be with you it's like yeah, there. it's essentially, like, like the, essentially. the galactic saying yeah everyone feels very kind of connected like the event that this all takes place in is near the outer rim yeah and as we've seen in current like Skywalker saga type stuff in the Mandalorian people in the outer rim though have usually never felt that connected with inner uh, rim world people. They've always felt separate because of how far they are. Um, but this everyone's very much like we are the Republic. We're all yeah. in this together. Yeah, kind of. Um, but to go back to your question, Christian about like, is this the stuff around this period? Is that what's going to be to the eventual downfall? I kind of agree. Uh, think that is the case and not because of anything currently canon right but more so what was in the expanded universe which in a nutshell the original idea i guess you could say for episode seven eight and nine was to kind of give more a little bit more backstory to palpatine and the reason he decided to bring about the end of the republic and unify as this empire was because there was something beyond the outer rim something so evil and so bad that he needs to get all this stuff together in order to go combat that. And again, with the trailer, they have said that there is some great evil on the outskirts of the um, outer rim and everything. And, mm -hmm. and this book primarily focuses and talks about a station, a brand new massive station that is set up in that area. So, Maybe they are kind of leaning a little bit back into legends, and maybe it could be the thing that kind of connects us to this um, Skywalker period and is kind of the catalyst is, for the end. Is mm -hmm. the great evil called paranoia? Could be. <laughs> it, I mean, it very much could be. Uh, do we know how old Sheev is? Like, is he like a naturally aging human? or He's is he a humanoid, older? yeah. No, he's um he's definitely human. So he's not alive then during this book. Period. Wait, who? Sheev Palpatine. Oh, oh. That's his name. Sheev. Well, we don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Good old in, uh, in the uh, the kids' book that they're gonna release. Ah, uh, yes that that would be that would be the logical subject matter. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is, uh, you know, this as Arjuna said, this is a a multi book, big mega book event that leads. Didn't to they call whatever. like a mega event or something? mega mega book event is what they kind of <laughs> referred it to, um, which is which is cool. Uh, but you know, they are releasing in a variety of written formats, right? Like adult books like high republic um children's books uh where it's like hard wooden covers or whatever oh with pictures with pictures and Ooh. then like full-blown you know graphic novels being destroyed by marvel um but some of the more hardcore fans 
And, you know, I don't know if they're trolling or if they're being serious, but some have gone out and purchased like everything because yeah. they want to know everything. Right. It's just, I find it fascinating, but a little weird. Like I have no, but why though? I have no plans to go and, but buy the children's books. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy. You're them. buying the graphic novels. Well, here's the question. Right, that yeah, that, that's, that's two out of three. That's fine. That, that's but two the, out of three. The children's book. Come on. What? Well, here, what if there's something in there that you need to know? I feel like they would explain it in one of the other formats. You would hope so, but I you also, don't know. I also have a feeling that this is kind of you know this is Disney's first foray canonically out of the Skywalker saga, right? Like, oh, you mean like time periods? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wonder if it's popular enough, they'll do more of the uh, the big money makers, right? The video games, the movies, the TV shows, the Disney Plus shows, like a, an adaptation of some, you know, bunch of this this story event. That I'm sure. I'm sure that's tell. exactly what they're trying to build up toward, right? Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's interest there. Yeah, and like if if there's if there's a lot of interest in the books and stuff, and there's a lot of demand for it, like it will come. Is there a KOTOR game coming? A uh, remake or some, uh, remastered? or no Because idea. KOTOR, I mean, KOTOR to me is like, if they redid it to, uh, you know, to this High Republic mm-hmm. period, you know, something like that. Um, There's definitely demand for it. Like, yeah. uh, it's still a popular game. Like, if if you look at, like, the Apple Arcade, like, it, I think KOTOR is still in, like, the top 25, like, paid apps um for games so really yeah in, in certain categories like wow. it, it's still like, like it's maybe. still a, it's still a popular game despite being 15 years plus years old it's because it's a great game it is a great game yeah i and have it on my computer now this that one. i have this new uh <clears throat> ipad air uh sponsor pending from apple uh i'm gonna <laughs> i should buy kotor for it you if you're gonna do that i would recommend you can sync your playstation controller with your ipad no oh is this, is this a precursor to apple buying sony that rumor, I love that rumor so much. I want it to happen. Same. I think that would be great. Apple buying Sony. Why is that good? Because then we get more stuff. No, but combined, you stuff. want you want competition. Otherwise, no, it goes stale. No, I yeah. don't. Microsoft. Yeah, it doesn't, Microsoft. It doesn't make sense. Why we, would you we have Google? You don't. Yeah, but that's like two. That's like four companies. You need. You want diversity so that it keeps the other companies having to try hard. Like. Innovation dies when you have less competition. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be great because the two biggest things that Sony, maybe three biggest things that Sony presents, there's still plenty of other companies as competitors. The video, video games, there's still there's still other companies. Nintendo, out Microsoft there. are still out there. They're still yeah. massive. There's PC gaming. Um, there's Google and their whole whole weird Stadia. thing that they're doing. Stevia, Stadia. I don't Stadia. know. Stadia. I believe Stadia. it's pronounced Stifa. Uh, Sony also has their TV. TV lineup is huge for them. Um, why, why, why do you want Apple to buy them? I don't understand. Because then they can incorporate their beauty in terms of engineering and over-engineering and making something cooler. And it's just one big, unified, happy thing. I'd love to buy TV yeah. that had Apple TV, PlayStation, Apple Music. So why don't you just have Apple create their own TVs? No. Yeah, that's, just buy that someone else to do it. No. Yes. No, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Sorry, I think that doesn't make idea. any sense whatsoever. Anyway, in terms of things that do make sense, <clears throat> just kidding. No, <laughs> oh, God, it doesn't make sense. This is the opposite of that. Ben Affleck, the man who um, went to space and helped blow up an asteroid. What? Good old Armageddon. You forget he's oh. in that? Oh yeah, I did forget. <laughs> the about man. That. Wait, that, that is him, right? No, yes. It's not Ashton Kutcher. 
No, that's Ben Affleck. Get them confused. Well, Tom, Bruce Willis uh, is Bruce in that Willis. movie, so maybe yeah. that's why you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what sense. else has he done? He did that movie where Daredevil? he had a drinking problem. Oh, that, that's Triple one that came Frontier. out last year. Uh, this <gasps> last year, the, where he's a coach. Yes. I actually saw that movie. It wasn't bad. wasn't bad. He does really. He does a great job in dramatic roles. Does Things he? like Armageddon. He does a great job behind the camera. This is true. He does? Yeah, as a director. Like yeah, what does he do? Argo, he directed Argo. He directed, oh, um, what's the Boston Heist one? Jesus, why am I forgetting it? With the Town. Uh, yeah, The Town, another great movie. Uh, Gone Girl, I think he also directed, Yeah, right? he did direct that I one. Mean, he directed Gone Girl? Yeah. I believe so. Hmm. I think. Yeah, uh, he was in it. I don't know if he directed it. I feel like he I did. I thought he did. He was but in it. He was good in that, he, for sure. He made waves when he was the original Daredevil. That was a terrible movie. He made waves? Yes, made waves in terms of like, you know, because at the time Ben Affleck <laughs> was hunting. was a uh, considered, I mean, he's still considered like an A-list Hollywood actor. He is? And then he jumped into the uh, comic book You're movies. blowing my mind right now. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> he jumped into the comic book movie franchise. And then after Daredevil, we didn't really see, we didn't see him in any comic book stuff. And then Justice League or and Batman and all that fun stuff was announced. And then all of a sudden, headlines everywhere, Ben Affleck is Batman. He was taking the mantle over from Christian Bale, um, another great Batman, another very interesting and different take on Batman. And then we got uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And that was the end of the DC. <laughs> uh, then things kind of took a weirder turn um, where he where he had the cameo, right, in Suicide Squad in the beginning with Joker. Yeah, and he, he punches the car. Harley Quinn? He punches the no, car. No, he makes out with her. That's right. He does? He like revives her and he kisses her, but it's almost like a romantic kiss. Oh, that's a very strange weird. scene. I, I don't remember that. And then obviously his uh, big debut, uh, you know, was kind of the leader of the Justice League. And then it's, and that was back <laughs> obviously in 2017. And then a couple months after Justice League dropped, uh, rumors started circulating that, you know, wasn't happy, was kind of done with it. Um, there was that wonderful memeable, memeable moment from one of their, from the <laughs> press junket with him, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill sitting there and they were asked the question of, of, you know, how do you feel about the movie? And Ben Affleck looked like he had died. Yes. Top or, three meme of all time. Or he had it's smelled Henry Cavill's fart. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then, you know, rumors back and forth of he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out, have been going on for a couple of years. And then finally, um, Finally, some more weird news actually popped up, which was Michael Keaton was supposedly <laughs> reprising his role as Batman from the 1990s Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, and then there was confusion because there were things dropped where Michael Keaton would be the a prime Batman, the prime universe, or, or was he taking on the old and, and all that fun stuff. And that brings us up to today. And Ben Affleck is officially out. Well... He, well, he is appearing in one more movie still. He's appearing in one more movie, and then he is out. What's the movie? And Michael Keaton will be the new, quote, Batman of something. Prime Man. Prime so, Man. wait, wait, wait. Is the one, the, 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 the last movie he's appearing in Zack Schneider's Justice League cut? No. He, well, yes, he is appearing in that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's considered a movie or just a, a vanity project at this point. Yeah. But, uh, no, he is he is still appearing in the Flashpoint movie that they're doing with uh, Ezra Miller's Flash, as is Michael Keaton. And that was reported on heavily last 
or you know the previous summer um in 2020 and i think we talked about it on this podcast that that was the rumors all these batmans coming together um but it seems like what they're going to do and this came from a new york times article uh, a new york times interview with the head of i believe dc films and she talked about how that will likely be his that will be his swan song and then they're what they're doing is ambitious they're going to have a the Robert Pattinson Batman film series that is not connected to the DCEU. And then they will still have some version of the DCEU and Michael Keaton will be that Batman. So what I assume is going to happen is in this flashpoint movie, it'll basically be like a handoff like Ezra Miller's flash will change time. And that's why we'll get a new old Batman. (laughs) Does anyone care at this point? Uh, I think the, Ben Affleck departing, I think, is okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Um, you never want someone working on something that they're not 100% into. Yeah. Uh, and it's very. it's been clear from the beginning Ben Affleck was never super sold on this idea of being Batman. Most of the time in his press junkets following all these movies, he usually just like that memeable clip. He just wasn't into it, which is, you know, it's fine. Whatever. You were you did it for the paycheck. We get it. I, I have a different theory. I think because if you guys remember correctly the DCU, the Kevin Feige equivalent of the DCU was supposed to be Christopher Nolan. And I think part of the pitch and part of Affleck signing up for Batman v Superman and kind of appearing in the DCU uh, was working with Zack Schneider, but also working with Christopher Nolan hmm. um, in, the, in kind of shaping this universe and hoping Christopher Nolan would be a Feige type and let each creator kind of create their own property. Because remember, he was very attached to Batman and very excited to not just star in a Batman movie, direct it and write it, right? He would have he would have done the triple threat thing with a beloved, um, uh, you know, comic book icon. And it just didn't work out. And I think part of that was because of everything that happened with Batman v Superman and Justice League. It was so negatively received. We know Warner Brothers is a giant mess. And I think that probably just bogged him down. And then he's like, I'm done. Hmm. But I think I think he was excited. At least when you look at those early interviews and the reasons <laughs> he did it, especially after the backlash he had had from Daredevil, where for many years he's like, I'm never going to do another superhero movie again because of how badly received Daredevil was. So it took something special to, to, to get him out of it. Do you I, do you think he'll follow his buddy Matt Damon when it comes to superhero movies and just do cameos I, going I think, forward? I think he's done. I think he's going to be done with the superhero stuff. I bet they paid him a, a shit ton of money to probably appear in Flashpoint and kind of wrap up his storyline in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm what storyline? Well, exactly. The part, of, the part of this news that's the most interesting is the Michael Keaton part. Yeah. Because even when the rumors were starting that Michael Keaton will play or reprise his Batman from the 90s, a lot of people were thinking he's going to play old Batman, and that will then open up a door for a Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis storyline, which, as we all know, would be amazing because Batman Beyond is probably one of the more... Um, edgy, interesting, animated um, DC shows that they've ever done. Yeah. You know, next to the uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse story, which was just everybody fucking dying. It was fun. You you really do, should watch the DCAU, um, <laughs> Arjuna. I'm and more of a fan of the DCCU. 
the DC comics book universe. Comics, comics universe. Comics, comics. DC. What is CU is DC Comics see you later. <laughs> wow. So DC Cull? DC Cull, yeah, I guess if you want to go that it way. Feels like something a Jafar would say. <laughs> yeah. DC Cull. DC Cull. Been watching uh, a lot of Stargate lately. Yes, you have. Uh, Great show. Jumping around. I got to bring that back. Um so it's the DC so it sounds like the DCU they still want to continue with this DCEU. Yes. They still have plans to create a connected uh, universe. Um, I think they're just why, hoping why? they. Why do they want to do that? They luck into it. They luck it like they just you know eventually just, get one. It just right? works itself out. It's not good. What? <laughs> I th- honestly, I think that's Warner Brothers' hope. They're they're at the point now where they're like, make your movies, and we'll figure out some way to connect them, and maybe it'll work. And if it doesn't, who cares? We still stu- made our money. Well, some stuff is, are, is still making money. Obviously, like Aquaman made a ton of money. Wonder Woman, the first one, made a ton of money. Obviously, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four hasn't made the same amount of money because of the current. Yeah, the current um, effects of of COVID. How much is it? I read somewhere it's made 118 million so far worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, I Wonder think that's about right. Yeah, 1984. By the way, the highest grossing movie of <laughs> 2020 was uh, Bad Boys for Life. And yes. how uh, wh- how much does it fitting? Anyone? Fitting. I, I don't. I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't very. Much. Was it 50 million? No, but domestic. No, it was oh, higher than that because okay. it, it came out in January pre-COVID. Yeah, and it was the. I think it was really the one blockbuster of the year if you, if you look at the numbers. So. Part of the reason we're talking about, you know, Ben Affleck leaving the DCEU is uh, we want to play a quick, fun game where we each get to present the case for worst DCEU movie of all time and why, and then kind of quickly list off uh, where we put everything else. Hmm. So you guys um, did your homework, so you guys get to go first. So Krishna, what is your least favorite DCEU film Hmm. to date? I mean, no surprise. To me, it was uh, it, it was a, it was a tight battle, the tight battle between <laughs> Justice League versus Batman versus Superman, oh, Dawn of Justice. Oh, three verses. Three verses. Yeah. Um, I, I I really struggled to 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 which one I I hated more, mm-hmm. and uh, ultimately I went with Justice League because Batman versus Superman. The trailer was so good for that movie. I've never been more hyped for a movie. Uh, <laughs> so the trailer is what elevated. Uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice over Justice League. Justice League was a hot pile of garbage. I don't know if that's really controversial. Um, I think a lot of people probably have one of those two movies at the very bottom. Arjuna, um, what was your worst movie? I, I also said Justice League, okay. but for the for the uh, point of the exercise, I will make an attempt to argue that Batman v Superman is worse than Justice League. You will? And, Why? And the reason I can say that is because up until that point for the DCU, all you had had was Man of Steel. That's it. Oh, was uh, Dawn of Justice really the second one? Uh, yes. Dawn oh, of Justice was, was the second one. Yeah. Wow. And Batman v Super... And there was a lot of... Even though Man of Steel wasn't great, mm. even though most people don't even consider it good, right? It was still... Some, uh, I would say was, some people It was do. still passable, right? People yeah. were like, okay. And then in the intervening years, there was a lot of talks about this is the start of the next thing and... Um, there was a lot of buildup. And then I think it was like 2014 or 2015 at like a Comic-Con or some type of event is where they dropped the the Batman v Superman logo, which was just the Superman logo. And then right on top of it was a Batman logo. And I just remember people losing their minds because it was really cool. Like we had never seen this before. Um, you know, we know part of the reason they did this was, I don't know who decided to do it first, or Marvel or, or Warner Brothers, but you know, 
Marvel came out with um, Civil War that same year as well. So there was that competition. And they were like, we're going to do... I think they announced theirs first. Don't know if it was their initial idea first, but they announced theirs first. <laughs> and uh, I think there was a ton of excitement and a ton of hype around this. Especially like when Ben Affleck got involved. Yep. That was. And then it sucked. Yeah. And I think that was the... Uh, like I said... The that expectations was the is what makes it so worse. So my, my, yeah. my least favorite... DC movie is Batman versus Superman mm. and then obviously Justice League. Right, right. But the reason I pick Batman versus Superman as the worst one is because rewatching it is tough for me because it feels uh the best way I can explain it is like the casino scene in episode 8. Canto bite. Yeah. There are very it's just there are very boring boring dialogue heavy parts. And it just it just doesn't work. The acting feels very flat and fake. Justice League, don't get me wrong, definitely suffers from that problem. But the thing with Justice League that puts it a step up above is because I'm still a comic book nerd mm-hmm. at heart. Like seeing the Justice League together is still a very cool and like that's awesome. And they're fighting and yes, it's over the fucking top. Yeah. And it is terrible fucking CGI. Yeah. But the simple fact that it is the Justice League all together is the small little slither that makes it a tiny bit better than um, um, Batman versus Superman. Actually, it's funny that you say that. Batman versus Superman kind of suffers, has the same issues that Wonder Woman 1984 does. And that's like a a very weak theme and bad character motivation. And Martha. Yes. Well, yes. but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, like the bad character motivation of like the the reasoning that Batman wants to kill Superman is mm-hmm. not good. Uh, very similar to kind of like the the motivations in '84 with you know Pedro Pascal's Max Max Lord and like what he wants to do, and even with Wonder Woman and her motivations. So interesting. They yeah. uh, clearly have. Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely agreed on the bottom two. That's for, for damn sure. Yeah, th- that's a that's a no brain. I think the number one and number two spot in terms of like what's what we consider better or best and then better or whatever uh, is going to be the controversial part. Yeah. So I'm going to throw I'm mine in it. first because I haven't written it down. Sure. But to me, the best... Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. I'm scared. The best one is uh, Man of Steel. Interesting. And a not, lot of people actually agree with you. Not just because it's... Fir- like It's not because it's first. <laughs> it's just because... <laughs> it's because it's so different from what we... so. It's so different from what we got from Christopher Reeves' Superman, which you know is the only other Superman film. Brandon Roth, oh six. I don't consider that. <laughs> but that, that's a Superman. That's movie. actually not even a bad Superman movie. <laughs> that one's another bad. tough Superman one. Returns. It's not bad, but that's the one. But that one also follows Christopher Reeves' story it's loosely. Yeah, very loose, loosey goosey. But it's a very, it's an interesting take on Superman in terms of what he does to Zod. Um, in the sense that it's, it's not what you would expect. It's kind of, it's, shock, it's a little shocking, the fact that they level the city. And then the other piece of it that I really enjoy compared to any of the other ones is the musical score. Yeah. It is very, very iconic. It's Hans Zimmer. It's a very iconic soundtrack. You could, like, I've heard it in a billion plus advertisement commercials, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's Man of Steel. So it makes it a much more memorable film. That's fair. Um because of that, it's easier to go back, throw it on watch and be like, oh yeah, this is this is fun. Again, very like piss poor plot points, very kind of flat acting. Probably the best character best acting was the performance um of the character of General Zod. Yeah. That was Michael somewhat, Shannon. Michael yeah. Shannon. He is the, the creepiest 
angriest villain fucking ever. He's great. Uh, so he was a great casting choice. He did a great job. It sucks that he's obviously dead. Uh, spoiler alert. Wait, he died? What? Yeah, he died. I, 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 I forget that movie his, completely. His, they use his body in just Batman v Superman. That's right. To make the beastie thing. I forget that movie, uh, too. Not, that kills Superman. Superman. Yeah. And then, the, to me, number two is going to be Wonder Woman. Hmm. Uh, just again, because it's a the it's final a, act sucks. The final <laughs> act definitely sucks, and that's kind of what stops it being from number one. But everything else, in terms of as an origin story, showing this character in the new world or, or the the world of World War Two, kind of building upon that story, was very interesting and different compared to everything else that's being presented. It's just one of those films that stands out and makes it again. Uh, something more memorable hmm. as opposed to the clusterfuck that is the end of it. I like it. Uh, I, I, I cannot, I can't, I cannot hate your, your selections. I hate it. I was going to say, I started out with uh, suicide squad and present a bunch of bullshit things. But then, and yeah, we were just really like act and see if I could convince you all. But then I was you like, could never convince I, us. I'm too hungry. To, I don't have the energy to do it. <laughs> What are the rest of your movies? Oh, yeah. Let me, I guess I could finish this up. Um, so after that would be Shazam. You then, have not seen Birds of Prey. I've not seen Birds so of Prey. So that will not be included in your no, ranking. No, that won't be included. Uh, so then after Shazam, this is hard. Like four, five, and six, it just kind of duds. I don't think it really matters the order. Mm. Um, but I would say I'd watch, honestly, Suicide Squad over <laughs> Aquaman. No, like I would do, yes, Aquaman would be the last. I would do, yes, yeah, Suicide Squad, then Wonder Woman 84, mm. and then Aquaman. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have Aquaman low. Yeah. No, which is, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Jordan, it's only one lower than where you have it. Yeah, it's low, man. It's low. <laughs> I have it pretty high compared to you guys. <laughs> All right, let's do your list, Christian. All right, so I'm putting my number one uh, DCU film is Shazam. Why? Uh, because, <laughs> one, uh, I enjoyed it. All the other movies require some amount of work mm. to get through. Shazam was easy. It was the easiest watch of any of the DCEU movies. Two, I don't know the DC universe very well, but to me, it seems like, from the very little I have seen, it seems like the most faithful representation of the superheroes on screen form. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, number two, I had Wonder Woman. Uh, a lot of the same reasons that Ravi put down. Uh, I really liked the first two-thirds of that movie. Uh, I thought it was probably the best uh, acting, I think, in all of the of all the DCU films. I think the best Pretty acting easily. in is Pretty in easy. is in Wonder Woman. Uh, and uh, and again, kind of like, like Shazam, it felt it felt very it felt much more connected to its source material, uh, and then everything else seems to go off the rails. I, I have Aquaman third because oh, wow, like, that's controversially because because that movie is so bad, it's good. They also me, lean into being bad. Yeah. I feel like. And, and because they leaned into being bad in the same way to me, like Aquaman is on the same level as like a Commando or uh, a Triple Frontier even. Movies that uh, they don't try to take themselves too seriously. They don't try to be more than they are. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bad parts of Aquaman. Um, Jason Momoa is not great. The scenes where Jason Momoa and Amber Heard share the screen. Yes. Painful. It is painful because it is just two actors that cannot act in any way shape or form yeah and, and it's it, like they're reading a prompt yeah Wait, I'm sorry. Qu- qu- real quick though 
um, uh, and I don't know, I can't remember the uh, actor's name. The guy who plays Black Ma- uh, Manta. Oh yeah, who is also um, is also um, uh, uh, Do- Mandias. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, and, um, he's he was a revelation to me. I thought he was great. He was the best part of that movie. I thought it, it was especially like the montage where he's like building his armor. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that. You and didn't then like Tamara like Morrison. It. Who? Tamara Morrison. Yeah, he was good. Boba Fett. He was all right. Yeah, I mean that was that was Boba Fett. Uh, that is Yaha Abdul Mateen. Yeah, right. yeah, he's great. He was great. And I think that was the first thing that you'd seen him in. I've, I think I've seen him in. Okay. I could be wrong on that though. Um, you know, I William Defoe's in that movie. I'm looking at the cast. And yeah, I completely forgot Defoe. William yeah. Defoe was uh, in there. I and anything this, William Defoe automatically gets elevated. I will say. I will say. If you look at all the DC movies, as bad as they are, they all have excellent casts. Yeah. Too bad they didn't save them. But that's the problem. Is like <laughs> that's what is so like mind-boggling. Like it's so confusing. Yeah. Where it's. I guess it's not that confusing. They pay. They threw enough money at them to get the names, but then I guess either writing, studio, Directing. executives, whatever, all of that stuff is probably what kind of came in and got in the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, real quick. I mean, I don't know if you saw um, uh, the director of Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins. She actually uh, spoke recently, was saying, discussing how in the first Wonder Woman, the studio Warner Brothers, they wanted her there, but they didn't want her to do anything. Which huh? is quite interesting. Like they they wow. just they just wanted her name attached to the piece, but didn't want her Which to piece? actually Sorry. the first Wonder Woman film. Oh. Yeah. Weird. That's crazy. I mean, that speaks a lot. I mean, we've heard this quite a bit where Warner Brothers has some studio issues for whatever reason. Yeah. Where a lot of these things like there's there's discussion as well about how some of the actors were treated on the set of Justice League. Yeah, what the fuck? When Josh Whedon was in there. Correct. Right. And again, the studio is either covering things up or just not letting things come out. So I guess we can't really blame the actors. I mean, no. I think it's hundred percent on the studio. It sounds like, like it's a Warner Brothers. Who also made Tenet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Tenet's uh, a dumb I guess movie. just to finish off the rest of my list, uh Man of Steel at four. Uh very much the same reasons, like the music's iconic. Um you know, uh, I wish the the movie was a little bit brighter. It's very very dark for a Superman movie in, in terms of the color palette, but you know whatever. Uh, yeah, but did you like Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe's great. Russell <laughs> Russell Crowe's great. I thought was his face was his other his other dad. Um. Oh, uh, Dennis Quaid. No, uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, I get Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner mixed up all the time. To me, they're the Wait, same person. Wait, not the same person? I, I keep thinking they are in Two not. different names, so you can't get two different paychecks? Yeah. I mean, they, I thought they Mel sound Gibson the same. They look the same. were the same person for like most of my younger days. You did? I did. I yeah. really thought they were the same. I still think they're the same, so I never grew up. I mean, they could be. Yeah. Uh, I have Wonder Woman 1984 at number five, uh, and the only reason it's number five is because the three movies under it are dog shit. Suicide Dog Squad, shit. Batman vs Superman, and Justice League. So there you go. Uh, my list is correct. So for my list, I have I have Wonder Woman at one, and uh, I the reason I put Wonder Woman at one is because I think up until the Ares reveal in in the end of the movie, the last twenty minutes, with that awful dog shit CGI fight um, and everything, and, and no offense to the actor that plays Professor Lupin. But Professor Lupin being the antagonist, I it just took me out of that movie. But up until then, it is a very good superhero movie. It is, yep. it's. I would say it's up there in, in terms of like Iron Man one, where mm. it's pro- probably if there are better DCEU movies, it's not going to be the best. But it's such a great 
origin story. It's such a great start, and it's it's up there with how good it is. Uh, even like I, I kind of wish it had been the movie that started the DCEU for sure. F- frankly, just because I think it would have led to better uh, ideas and better things happening for it. Um, but yeah, up until that point, it's, it's really good. And that's why I put it at one. Uh, at two, I actually put the one that you guys have not seen, Birds of Prey. And that's just a, kind of like Wonder Woman, you know, it it's it doesn't feel like it's beholden to creating a universe. It just brings together some characters. Um, and it's just kind of, a, it's just like a fun, um, a fun chapter in the universe. With just some characters, some just kind of low level, d under you know not super powered um, type of people running around. Ian McGregor is a fantastic villain in the movie. He is um, both terrifying and hilarious. Nice and uh, it's a good combo. It does does a really good job. Probably probably the best villain I would say within the DCEU um, by far. Just because the DCEU doesn't have any good villains. Wait wait wait! I'm trying to think of one. Like we we've talked about the MCU before, like having bad villains. Like I think DCU took it to another level <laughs> and like said, "Oh, you think you can do bad villains? I don't know. We'll see. We've you. had a couple. Right? No, no, we, no. Recently, recently, we've definitely had better. Oh no, no. I'm in the DC because we had General Zod. Zod was okay. Black Manta. Black Manta. I, I think Black Manta's not even the main villain of it. It doesn't matter. He's still a villain. Patrick Wilson is still a villain. And Patrick Wilson, I think, did a you know fine. All job. I remember is him just going ah, and then like the bubble noise, and it's just annoying. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, and that's all the only uh, villains I can think of. <laughs> so out of the nine movies, yeah. yeah. Okay, wait, um, there are nine. Yes, there's nine total DCEU movies. Oh, uh, so after that, I have Shazam. Um, so you know, I think it's a fun movie. I don't think it's necessarily great. Kind of similar to Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman to a degree. It just doesn't necessarily feel super connected to the DCEU, but it's just a fun little chapter. Um, Man of Steel, I have four. Uh, you know, same reasons you guys kind of said. Aquaman at five, just because... You hated it. I, I It's <laughs> it's not a good movie by any stretch no, of it's means, not. but it is, it is kind of fun to just throw on and like have on in the background just because it is, you know, it has some decent action sequences and it is hilariously stupid yeah exactly even the parts where the like you said that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. they're so bad you have to yeah. laugh at them right. it's like entertaining in the wrong way right i put wonder woman 1984 at six which should i think fall in line similar to you guys because you guys only had eight so uh i put it there then you know the trifecta of suicide squad batman v superman and justice league which are just all i mean they're, they're kind of interchangeable like it, it's e- they're easily the worst install like i as bad as Wonder Woman 1984 is, it's nowhere near as bad as, as those three. Yeah, it's like, a they, steep drop. They are they are three of the worst superhero movies that have ever been made. Of all time. Of, of all time. and uh, Of all the 25 we, centuries. I, I guess we have watching. to rethink our Justice League ranking uh, when the Schneider Cut comes out and see if it can drop further. Would down. we consider that different? Then we would have to rank that as yeah, its own thing, you'd right? Have to the do Schneider it, Cut? It's, only, it's own thing, for sure. And then obviously we have James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yes, correct. Coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it this year? Mm, I have no idea. I don't know. Who knows? I, Who knows? I, I John Cena's in it. Sorry. I, I just, I just know that you know, the release dates are all screwed up. Of course, because of Justice League, the or the new Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, yeah. I it's, believe it's coming out this year. Yeah, this summer. Um, on the direct to home studio thingamajiggy. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's fine. So that's we, our ranking. It'll, it'll. We'll, we'll, we'll get. We'll, we'll 
figure it out later. I mean, who cares? This let us uh, let us know what your rankings are if you agree or disagree. Um, best way to do that: hit us up on Twitter at Was It Good, and uh, depending on the most outrageous uh, rankings, uh, we may give you a shout out and ask you what's wrong with you. Nice, but don't just rank them then to be outrageous. <laughs> yeah, don't put Suicide Squad one. Unless you really, truly believe that. Yeah, you're going to have to back it up. Give us a 12-page written essay (laughs) explaining um, from start to finish what's wrong with you. Yes. Correct. Speaking about things in terms of why people are done with stuff and what's wrong with them, Jordan Peele came out today and said something quite fascinating. Yeah. Which was, I'm done with acting because it's like masturbation. <laughs> no. I'm definitely paraphrasing yes, that. You've 100%. missed out a few key uh, statements in there, I feel. I think uh, he said, and I'm also paraphrasing. Well, no, here. The direct quote is, <laughs> the direct quote is <clears throat> from Jordan Peele. I like watching my movies. I can watch the films I direct, but watching me perform just feels like it's a bad kind of masturbatory. It's masturbation you don't enjoy. I feel like I get to I got to do so much and it is a great feeling. When I think about those great moments when you're bas- basking in something, you said that feels funny. When I think about it all, I think I got enough. Yeah. So 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 to me it just sounds like he did what he wanted. Cuz mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like he wants to necessarily act in horror movies or serious roles. You know, it, the acting stuff for him was the comedic side. And I think he achieved everything he wanted through mostly probably Key and Peele. Yeah. That's probably why they ended the show, too. They felt like they had tapped the potential there. And he's like, I'm good. Now, he is still doing voice roles. He does a voice role on Big Mouth. He is coming out with a movie with um, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, which is going to be like, I think, claymation puppetry type stuff with one of their characters from uh, Key and Peele specifically. But they'll be doing the voices. But I, I think in terms of live action stuff, besides being the narrator on Twilight Zone, I think uh, we will never see him necessarily, or at least for a long time, in a main role do you, in front of the camera. Do you think, because Jordan Peele has always come across as the type of like director, creative, that kind of looks you know, ahead to next to, to new forms of storytelling and entertainment mm-hmm. and stuff. Do you think maybe he, uh, he is done acting in the traditional sense? Uh, obviously, like you said, he's still doing the voice acting. Maybe I wonder if he's looking at other projects in terms of, you know, AR experiences or VR storytelling, that type of stuff. I, I would imagine he's looking at that for his, his horror movies. You know, he's established himself as a horror director. Um, but I don't know if he's necessarily like wants to perform in those either. Cause that, at least from these comments, it sounded like his acting is all about comedy. It's being a comedian on screen. And it seems like he's very much done with that. Um, and it doesn't seem like he has an interest to direct comedies either. So I think, yes, he will certainly look into those forms, but not for an acting purpose. Having said that, he has cameoed in his two directed mm-hmm. uh, movies and voice roles. I that is he true. Was the voice of the bunny. Maybe that's why he realized it was <laughs> masturbatory. He's like, I'm just appearing in here for no good reason. <laughs> I wish and let Shyamalan would take a leaf out of his book. He loves appearing in he does. his own stuff. But that's masturbatory. Why would you do that? Maybe he likes masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. That's even, the, even the uh, even the uh, the unhappy ones. No, that's true. Speaking about unhappy things, Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Oh, back to Star Wars. 
Uh, yeah, always back to Star Wars. That's how I like to, you know, talk all the time. Uh, so Star Wars Galaxy Edge, it's a theme park presented um, at both Disneyland, Disney World. Obviously, nobody in this household is gone because of COVID. Well, we went last, well, two years ago, 2019. Doesn't count. Um, the uh, the theme park is slowly morphing into more of a Mando's Edge. Have you guys heard about this one? No. So wait, wait, is it officially called Mando's Edge? No, this oh. th- no, there's nothing official here. This phrase. is a nice. okay. This is more like how the Mandalorian could come uh, to Disneyland Star Wars Galaxy Edge in a big way. Um, so it just sounds like they're like swapping some stuff out, some so, attractions. So, so from what I've read about this topic, it, it sounds like there is a discussion going on with parks in terms of what characters do they want to highlight at Galaxy's Edge, right? And currently, you know, it's a lot of the sequel stuff because Galaxy's Edge obviously came out right before Episode Nine, so they had a lot of, like, Kylo Ren walking around and Rey. And now the, it seems that there's more discussion of, like, well, people don't care about those characters anymore because that film series is done and uh, it sucked. And Oh, and by the way, it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and people are obviously much more interested in The Mandalorian and Grogu and uh, Ahsoka and... And some of the the stuff that we've more recently seen on Disney Plus. So I think the discussion now is, you know, is Star Wars? What's it? it it's kind of like what's the future of Star Wars at this point? Is it? Are we still holding on to this whole Skywalker saga? Are we going to move it forward in this this bubble Mando verse? You know, what is it? It's interesting because Galaxy Edge is entire thing. It's supposed to be a planet called Batu, and like Arjuna said, it's supposed to. It's heavily. It's all about sequel era right resistance versus the first order and you know after we saw what happened with the sequels trilogy in terms of kind of how people looked at it etc um it's become kind of clear that disney is taking a step back from that entire you know period piece i mean high republic they're going backwards right in terms of its timeline mandalorian is focused heavily after the events of episode six, the Disney plus series that are coming out are also focused specifically around that era, right? Connecting back to characters and things that, you know, as opposed to presenting brand new characters, things, ideas, and all that. So it makes sense that they would go take their theme park and fill it with stuff that you are familiar with, like original trilogy stuff, um, prequel era stuff, the Mandalorian stuff like that. It makes sense. That that's a no brainer. I when I first heard about Galaxy Edge, that is what I wanted. Mm. Like I wanted to be able to go to the cantina and have a drink and walk around like Tatooine or something, or walk around Coruscant or, or whatever. Going to a whole brand new planet. It's definitely an amazing and interesting experience. It's don't get me wrong, it's very cool what they did there. But again, it just it doesn't feel like Star Wars because there's a bunch of new stuff that I'm not familiar with. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. We've talked about the stuff that's been announced, you know, coming on Disney plus and the new movies, obviously at the, the shareholders meeting. And there really isn't much around the sequel trilogy characters, the direct, at least directly, right? There's nothing around Kylo Ren. There's nothing around Ray. There's nothing around Finn and Poe. Um, <laughs> so, so it is, it is almost like there's an intentional pause there. And I think it, it, it makes perfect sense to, if you're not focusing on them in the movies and in the TV shows and the expanded universe, focus on the stuff that you are, right? If it's about the High Republic, have some High Republic characters appear, right? You know, if it's about 
it's if it's about Din and it's about Boba Fett, like have Boba Fett walking around. Like it's you have a whole freaking show coming out about him. So freaking freaking show, freaking freaking show. Have some Cylons show up. Why the fuck not? <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think they own the right fucking to, toaster. Who owns Battlestar Galactica? NBC. Is it oh, NBC? Peacock? Right. Yeah, Peacock. No. Yeah, because Sci-Fi was owned by NBC Universal, uh, right. and yep. they fall under that whole, you know, umbrella, which is uh, Peacock. Okay. Very nice. Right. Very nice. Which I believe they're trying to do, you know, the third Battlestar Galactica reboot under Peacock. Wow. Are they really? Yeah. Don't 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 joke, bro. No, no, that that's been talked about. I mean, there was the early script that was running around at one point. No, th- there's been talks about a new Battlestar show. And people were wondering, potentially, is it going to be like a revival of the 04 reimagining or if it's going to be its own thing? Um, they should just do a new thing. It seems like it's going to be a new thing. Good. because, Like uh, they, 700 years in the future. T- <laughs> and But that's the whole point of the, like, the new Battlestar Galactica. We're way off topic here, but that's the, the whole point of the new Battlestar Galactica series was that history kind of repeats itself yeah. where man gets to the point where they create machine, machine uprises, everyone gets wiped out. Find a new planet, repeat the process. Yeah. So just do that again. But <laughs> 700 years in the future, and this time you have iPhones and this time and, uh, personal. What, what, you know, time what's, travel. What's the technology that we've discovered to, to recently that time we can travel. apply into the show? Time travel. We haven't discovered time travel. Anyway, let's uh, finish wrapping up here. A couple of last minute things. Uh, HBO loses half of its 18 to 49 audience without Thrones in 2020. So this was a bigger piece written by Variety, but they reported that a huge chunk of HBO subscribers <laughs> left after Thrones ended in 2019. I mean, uh, nobody, hopefully, I really hope not. Nobody is shocked by that. I'm not shocked, but that's a huge, that's a huge ass number. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't more. That's a big be, ass uh, number. To be honest. Because let's what happened. What happened in 2020? This thing called COVID. All of a sudden, people can't go to work. All of a sudden, your finances get crunched. I'm sh- honestly, I'm shocked. It's not 75. Well, but here's well, here's the thing that really hurts, right? Mm. HBO also launched this thing called HBO Max last year, Stupid. and they still lost half of their subscribers. Yeah, that shows you that it's not doing well. I believe there's also a report that came out that said, um, so remember Wonder Woman 1984 was released on Christmas Day and Soul was released on Christmas Day on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. Well, who and won? I believe Soul had more viewers than Wonder Woman 1984 did. There you go. I, I mean, that's tricky. I mean, it's tough for, for HBO in the sense that their platform launched later. Mm-hmm. Sure. Their platform is, you know, typically geared towards an older audience. Yep. While Soul is, you know, the anyone can watch anyone Soul. can watch anyone. that. And if you Wonder have kids Woman, during a during a, a pandemic, I mean, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, I would say, is a more family friendly. I mean, obviously, it's not more family friendly, but it's more <laughs> appealing to a family, I would say, than Soul, which is probably more appealing to a younger family. But if you have a, a family of like ten and 11, 12 year olds, like I think Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is more appealing. So I was shocked by that, honestly, hmm. because I think Soul. Well, here is the difference, yeah. though. Soul was good. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. So at very, the end of the day, good. quality, it's probably going to win. Well, Not so always, but I, I would say look at the marketing too. Like marketing wise, I feel like the Wonder Woman 1984 did not really kick into high gear until week of while Soul, they'd been pushing that um, at every like Disney event and chance that they mm-hmm. got. I mean, Disney is a gigantic conglomerate. Like they can afford. They can. They they've got ESPN. They've got ABC. There's so many just different also, distros for like advertisement for them. There's also prestige, right? Pixar is like yeah. a very prestigious studio versus Warner Brothers, which we 
just spent the first half of this podcast shitting all over. I think the uh, whole last so. year we've spent <laughs> shitting. On I them, think since we started this podcast, actually that's even, true. Even the predecessor to this podcast, we've been shitting on. Warner yeah, Brothers. Warner Brothers is not on our good list. Speaking of things not on our good list, uh, <laughs> Dexter uh, is coming back for some god. Un- nobody knows. I'm convinced there's I no, 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 no. We do know because Michael C. Hall came out and said that he wants to like uh, redemption. He wants redemption for that was last that, season. Okay, but that piece of information came out after it, it was matter. announced. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he, now they're we know, we know why we know why. No, no, no. So, so Michael C. Hall in the larger interview talked about since the show ended, and I don't know if you remember this when it, it originally ended. There had always been talks about some type of spinoff or continuation, another miniseries, a movie, even. Um, at the time, he had no interest because he had been on Showtime for like 10 plus years because he was he did Dexter for eight seasons and he did a, a show before that. Yeah. I, um, I forget, which was considered much better. Um, and he was like, I, I just want to do movies right now. I don't want to do TV. I've done it for a long time. And he, in the interview, talked about like every year, they're just different ideas. And he's like, most of them were bad. Honestly, and then he's like, as the years went on, I had more of an appetite, especially because you're further away from it. He knew, you know, I think he said it as politically correct as he could. But if you read between the lines, he's like, yeah, the finale was dog shit. It's pretty easy to see that. And I think, you know, as a as a creative, you know that and you probably didn't like going out on that. And now that he, you know, he is I don't think his movie career took off the way he necessarily wanted it to. He's not like the biggest name actor. It's a paycheck, you know, he's probably more willing to do Money, that type yeah. of stuff. And so it it aligned up. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know how you go from that last scene of him in the, the woods with a lumberjack beard. And then comes back and, and I mean the the thing that the reason we bring this up is because it's been confirmed that the uh f- this final season, I guess his main villain will be um, Kurt Caldwell. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, no, not Kurt Caldwell. That's the character he's playing. Uh, but Clancy Brown, who uh, is better known as Mr. Krabs. Correct. He is the voice of Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. He also played, um, if you guys remember, the Mandalorian season one in the Prison Break episode. Ah. He plays the big red alien. He's also Lex well. Luthor in the animated series. Correct. He wow. does a lot of voice. He's a uh, he is a prolific voice actor. Yeah. He actually does a lot of on-screen acting as well. He's also, fun fact, he's also in uh, The Punisher. That's right. He's season the, two? He's the general? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's in there as well. So anyway, he's wow. going to be playing a character called Kurt Caldwell, who's going to be the primary villain of the show. So uh, he's described as an unofficial mayor of the small town of Iron Lake. So I'm not sure if that's where our character ends up. Iron Lake does sound like a woodsy... I stopped Town watching name? after season four, so oh, I are you, are you gonna catch up or just kind of going blind? I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. Oh, we're doing it for the pod. You go. Well, you guys, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know if we're I'm gonna, gonna rank it. each episode in terms of. I'm gonna watch, how about how this? much we hate it compared to the other. I will watch the first episode, and if it grabs me, I'm in. And if it doesn't, I'm out. It, it can't so, grab you. It's a TV. It yeah, can't when you say it grabs you, my attention. If it grabs my attention. Grabs my Speaking intention. Speaking of things that didn't, and I swear this is the, the last piece of news here before we get out of here. The, something that didn't grab my attention was the um, shocking Doctor Who holiday New Year's New Year's Day special. Whatever the fuck I watched that was. Really? Was it that bad? It was. Describe it to me. It was the 13th Doctor, Jodie um, Whittaker, Whittaker uh, running around with her three companions after being locked up 
with um, Captain Sparrow. No, Captain Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Caribbean. Captain Harkins. He's back in the show. Hasn't aged a day. They did. He, he, the actor, I think, doesn't age or they're really good with makeup. They are. So he no, actually has both. like, he has like fully gray hair now. And yes? pretty, yeah. So oh, like, shit. Um, they died. They, they, did, they did a really good job. Wow. Uh, but yeah, they were running around for some reason. Um, there were Daleks. Um, the prime minister was murdered. Um, Wait, I mean, this just sounds like every other episode of Doctor Who. I'm confused why you don't like this. Oh, and then the two compa- spoiler, the two companions, um, two of the three leave, leave at the end. Yeah. I'm not gonna say who, but maybe I don't know. It just kind of, it just kind of. I'm for the listeners and the viewers. They don't care either. Uh, <laughs> it just, it just wasn't good. A lot of plot holes, a lot of issues. Uh, but it, more recently, though, um, Jodie Whittaker has uh, said is she will be leaving. It's, after, ru- it's, it's, it's heavily a rumor. rumor. It's a rumor. Heavily rumor. But we'll be leaving after the uh, 13th. We're leaving the 13th? I think it's the 13th season. Uh, since they revitalized uh, Doctor Who t- since, what, 2005, was it? 2004? 2005. Yeah, it's been a whole 15 while. On, on to 16 years. Crazy. Uh, and this this series actually will be shorter too. I think it's only eight episodes instead of the ten because they had to cut down production because of COVID. I thought episodes. So, I thought English television was six uh, episodes a season. I mean, some do six, some do ten, some do thirteen, some wow. do three, some do three. I like the six one. I like the six. Six is a good it's one. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I like the twenty-four episodes. Oh God. And that's uh, that. That bombshell's gonna do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening. You didn't say how you feel about it. Oh, about that. About that news. Is that good or bad? I mean, the you don't fact care I don't even care to say yeah. any. Like, I think it makes sense. It's whatever. Well, um, who would you want as the fourteenth Doctor? Christopher Idris Alba. Well, it'll never happen for for a number of different he's reasons. Too big, he's too him. big for that screen. <laughs> yeah, they yeah can't he's too big him. for that. Yeah. yeah, no, of course. But that's who I would. I I think that would be amazing. Or, um, I, 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 I want know. someone. I want someone out of left field. Like totally. Get Maddie Matheson. <laughs> give, him, give him a television well, contract. Well, they do a British actor. Yeah. I go, you want a Canadian, first of all, <laughs> and you want that guy because it would be a very di- a different show. Oh, boy. I believe actually Idris Elba was, room, was rumored Gal to be- Gal Gadot. <laughs> I, be, I believe Idris Elba was rumored back when they first revived it in 05, but I think he was still doing The Wire or just finishing up The Wire at that time. Oh, wow. So the rumors picked and back so- up after- I think it was either Tennant or Matt Smith. Yeah, I the rumors so. picked back up, and then we got Peter Capaldi, which was I think I think somebody, um, one of our friends, Learman said it best, or maybe it was Aaron. Um, Capaldi was a great doctor. He just got shit scripts. Wow, oh, yeah, I, I mean, and storylines that just were like, where are we going with this? Right, and I, I feel the same thing about Jodie as well. Yeah. I, I just she's a really good doctor, and like she's very different, and she has a different energy, but. Like I think it's Chipnell, Chris Chipnell, who did yeah. um, Broadchurch. Uh, his scripts and his stories just aren't good. Let me ask you this then, because it sounds like then if there's nothing good coming out of the show for the last few seasons, perhaps they need a break. Maybe he needs to go on a hiatus like they did after the first batch before this one. You're not it wrong. sounds like they're recycling ideas. Well, it comes, doesn't it, sound like there's anything original from, coming out. It comes out. from the BBC. Like it's ultimately, I mean, they'll make that call. They should. Um, I mean, Arjuna, Arjuna, I feel like he would know this. Has viewership dropped? Like, I, I thought I read somewhere after 
Tennant slash Smith, there were, you start seeing a decline, and we've still seen that like a- decline after Tennant. After Tennant, yeah. Uh, a- after Tennant, second seat. So remember the series one and series two. Yep. After series two, when Rose left, the show started to decline. Yeah. So people uh, watch it for Rose. Yeah. For love, probably. Well, I mean, and, that's always been the thing with the Doctor has been that like interest. Excuse me, that, that interest that. Or that weird dynamic between the companion and the doctor, right? Uh, well, specifically, knew who like played yeah. more into that, yep. especially early on. Um, but yeah, there's been a, it's been a, it was like a gradual decline through like the end of Tenet and Matt Smith. Then there was a, a pretty good decline for Capaldi because he was an old man, and then there was a big decline for Jodie Whittaker because people were like the doctor should only be male. Nice. I mean, it's fine to get rid of that toxic fan base. You don't need to be like if you can't. If if that's what's gonna stop you from watching something and not like poor story, then yeah, you should probably not be there. Mm. So, anywho, that's gonna end it for us here on Was It Good. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. Uh, we also live stream this podcast every Monday and Friday on Twitch.tv/slash Was It Good. And be sure to check out our updated, brand new, amazing website, Was It Good Info. Info. Ooh. Also, I can hear my cat. Meow. <laughs>